Happy New Year! As we're wrapping up 2017, do you feel like this year was awful or awesome for you? Today, let's talk about the impact of 2017 on my life and discuss the 3,573 of God's promises. If this year hasn't been Facebook picture perfect for you, I promise you will be encouraged by this podcast today. Also, I have some mind-blowing news for you coming up. You are listening to The Anna Zabo Show, a podcast for Christian women where we have conversations about God, gospel, and the matters of life. If you enjoy this episode, please write and post your podcast review today. And remember to share it on social media. Oh, by the way, the calm music I add to the end of each episode is for your thinking pleasure. Now, enjoy the show. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. What I'm going to share with you today in this podcast will sound to you as the opposite of peace, but when I bring it all together, you will see how I've learned to have peace in the midst of adversity, struggle, suffering, and devastation this year. I certainly hope that this podcast will be very relatable for you because many women reached out to me recently and shared how they look at their friends' Facebook pictures and feel depressed and suicidal because their life is not perfect. Well, my life is not perfect. So here is what I've experienced in 2017 and what it taught me. Number one. I've experienced betrayal by my husband, whom I married last year for eternity, and who vowed to love me in sickness and health, in good and bad, in front of our 50 friends and family and church, but ended up trading me in for a bicycle and trading in our marriage for his athletic aspirations. Michael's two divorce filings in our first year of marriage taught me that anyone can be deceived. An evil wolf often presents himself to be a sweet sheep, and Satan comes at you often looking pretty saint. The wisdom I'm taking from this experience is this. Number one, be on your guard. Stand firm in faith. Be courageous and be strong. That's from 1 Corinthians 16.13. And number two, for Even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light, so it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And this is from 2 Corinthians 11, 14, 15. Number two, I've experienced hopelessness caused by being trapped by the narcissist and his make-believe reality and being devalued and discarded every single day, leading to my dignity, self-esteem, and sanity being reduced to nearly nothingness. Having experienced the narcissist so closely taught me to develop passion for the gospel, study the Word of God with dedication, and apply the teachings of Jesus to every aspect of my daily life. 
The wisdom I'm taking from this experience is this. I was unable to endure such pain, abuse, and heartache in my own strength, for sure. I felt depressed and suicidal, but I discovered that the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and He helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise Him. And this is from Psalm 28, 7. And the more I focused my mind on Jesus and God's eternal promises, 3,573 of God's promises to be exact, the stronger became my faith, and I was able to get back on my feet. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And this is from Colossians 3, 1, 3. While my married life with Michael was devastating, refocusing from Michael on Jesus allowed me to forgive daily, let go, regain mental clarity, and accept Michael's divorces. Number three, I've experienced narcissistic abuse and severe mental cruelty that led me to nearly drown in a debilitating depression and devastating suicidal thoughts. This experience with the narcissist taught me that positive thinking is not a key to everything in life. I've learned that willpower is not so powerful when facing mental cruelty every day and being gaslighted regularly. I've realized that my mental ability, which I always believed in so much, was actually not limitless or sustainable. This experience taught me that my great education, savvy business skills, and a passion for accomplishment all vanished in the face of the narcissist who manipulated my mind so eloquently that I was pulled into multiple realities, all while being persuaded that I was the crazy one. The wisdom I'm taking from this experience is this. God's promises are the only solid ground for us to stand on. Everything else is unstable and temporary. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. This is from Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Number four, I've experienced a four-day-long divorce jury trial with the man I love. Preparation to trial and participation in it caused me to go through paralyzing anxiety attacks and overwhelming grief for the first time in my life. Experiencing panic attacks in front of 14 jurors, the judge, the attorneys, and our lay people audience in the courtroom was humiliating and debilitating for me. It taught me so much about my own humanity. It taught me to accept my own vulnerability. It taught me to learn to understand my own thoughts and feelings and to process them by giving them time. And it led me to relate so much more to the pain, humanity, and vulnerability of other women. The wisdom I'm taking from this experience is this. To understand the human heart, to be fully human, like Jesus did for us, feeling the pain of a broken heart and going through genuine suffering are all essential. Trials and tribulations are the seasons in which God reveals Himself to us and draws us close to Himself. 
My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And that is from Colossians 2, 2, 3. Number five, I've experienced a loss of a husband whom I loved so dearly with all my heart. The man I learned to love proactively, not only with my heart and emotions, but also with my mind and actions. The man for whom I felt burning passion, genuine desire, authentic compassion, and faithful commitment. For the first time in my life, this experience of pure love and intentional loving taught me that I am indeed a new creation in Christ. I had never been faithful before to anyone, and surely I had never been committed to anyone. Not giving up on Michael, even after he gave up on me and our marriage, taught me so much about who I am in Christ. Witnessing my loyalty to Michael and our covenant marriage improved significantly my own relationship with myself, my self-trust, self-respect, and self-esteem. With my history of addiction in the past, I do see how God used these trials and tribulations with Michael to help me grow and mature in my relationship with Jesus. The wisdom I'm taking from this experience is this. Number one, God often uses what he hates to accomplish what he loves. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This is from James 1, 2, 4. And number two, God comforted me in my suffering and gave me ministry to comfort other women in their suffering, and I feel honored. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And this is from 2 Corinthians 1, 3, 4. And the final experience I'll share with you today from my 2017 in review is the most unique experience ever. Nothing like I've ever heard of or imagined for myself ever. And that is number six. I've experienced the rivers of living water flowing out of my belly. You're like, huh? I know, I know. It has been very, very strange for me too. John 7.38 says, Whoever believes in me, and that is Jesus, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. From within them, or from my belly, is the concept that refers to the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And that is when we receive so much from God, we then are able to give to others. From all the pain, depression, devastation, suicidal thoughts, and suffering, the day before our divorce mediation with Michael, at 4 a.m., I woke up with biblical poems flowing out of my belly, my deepest being, and I wrote four of them in two days and 45 of them since March this year. 
That's a very unique experience for someone who did not grow up at church, who only met Jesus in 2014, and who had never written a poem before, ever, ever, never. Experiencing the rivers of living water taught me who the Holy Spirit is and how to tune in and hear God speaks to you. The wisdom I'm taking from this experience is this. Number one, God heard my every cry. He noted my every prayer. And He did not waste my suffering. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. This is from Psalm 56, 8. And number two, God gave me beautiful ashes, not in the form of a resurrected marriage like I wanted, but in the form of a ministry to hurting women, for which I'm grateful. And here's the exciting news I promised. You know that I created 52 Devotionals, a free ebook for women that you can download right now at anazabo.com, absolutely free. From those biblical affirmations, I created canvases, which are now available on Amazon, and people have been buying them for the holidays without me even advertising them. You can look in the podcast show notes for the link to hashtag 52devotionals or just go to amazon.com and search in the search bar hashtag 52devotionals and you will see my canvases pop up there. Also, all the biblical poems that I authored since March this year are available now on Amazon as well. Just go search for hashtag poems from God or look in the link below the description in the show notes to find the uh, URLs that will lead you straight to the poetry. And finally, the latest news. I have launched my YouTube channel and I have been publishing there a video every single day for you. Yes, I'm not joking, every day. I know it's crazy, but it's all the rivers of living water that are flowing out of my belly. So go subscribe at youtube.com slash MBA. Again, it's youtube.com slash Anna Zabo JDMBA. I'm going to link to it in the show notes below. And make sure you turn on the bell next to the subscribe button there so that you can get content alerts if you want to be notified the second I publish each new video. So, this year has been a year of losses, but it's been a year of gaining a stronger faith and more understanding about a human heart and mind. I want to hear from you. Let me know about your year in review. Have you been suffering? Have you been growing in your faith? And I'm leaving you today with this poem about standing on every promise of God. 3,573 God's promises are available to us every single day. And this poem is called Your Plan is Always Perfect, which is based on Jeremiah 29:11, that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I'm standing here on God's promises, in my suffering, in my adversity, and I hope you're going to join me. I hope you're going to trust that God's plan is always perfect. You said your plan is perfect. Can I believe it, God? Sometimes I feel in conflict from scope of trials so broad. But then I look around. 
I pay attention close and see your grace abound in sorrow and in loss. I trust your every vow. Your holy word I trust. Sometimes I wonder how your beauty comes from dust. Your plan for me to prosper, have future and hope, wholeheartedly I trust in, and never will I stop.